My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what I'm fighting for. When the weight of the world keeps you up at night. When you're running with no end inside. Lot you and It's the end of Tuesday the 12th, or 12th, Tuesday the 5th, December 2023. And it's been a pretty chill day. Still dealing with a little voice issue, so if it's, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. It's probably a little congested sounding, but we'll get by. Hey, before we get going, good night's sleep or critical, something I haven't been getting a lot of lately, just by virtue of work, but that said, the best thing I can say is I have the best stuff to sleep on, which is all from my pillow. And I'm a huge fan of the high my pillow 2.0. And for that matter, I'm a huge fan of the entire my pillow sleep system because I have a my pillow bed, my pillow mattress, or my pillow mattress, my pillow frame, 
I've got the MyPillow comforters, sheets, and the MyPillow 2.0s, and they're awesome. And you can get all those at great discounts if you head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, and you will not be disappointed. Great products, great savings, factory direct to you, so you make you maximize the savings, which is absolutely critical. And it's worth everything. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Promo code Bards. Check it out. Okay. Um, I've got a throat lozenge in, so hopefully that does not create too much distraction when you're listening on the mic. I'll try to keep it from teeth rattling too much here. We have a prayer request tonight. Um, it's two-part. It's um, We have the prayer request, and then we're going to go with the, with the tonight's follow-up. This comes from Text Tech 88. And uh, I remember reading this a couple of weeks ago. And we prayed on it. And tonight we're going to start with that prayer. And then we're going to dig into some other stuff. So it says, Bar's family, please pray for my family. My loving Christian wife, who has been instrumental in helping me to know the Lord, is battling now with her dedication to the power of prayer. She's had difficulty with her career the last couple of years and now is in danger of losing her job. We have always tried to impress upon our son and daughter the importance of prayer. She has taken a new position as a branch manager of a startup commercial flooring company. It has been a difficult transition and while they may, while they have lots of bid work out, the bids haven't come through yet. She needs the numbers to turn around quickly or the branch may fail. Not, not only our family, but the other new team members will also be impacted. The obvious loss of her job will also financially impact our family in many ways. We have been praying over this for months and nothing seems to change. So she's becoming discouraged. We believe it. It is where God wants her when he originally opened this door for her. We need the floodgates to open and bring work in. She is laying it at the feet of Jesus, and we ask you to pray. Thank you all, the Mendez family. And tonight, um, Nikki did a great job of reaching out just to get some clarity, and this is what was written. Thank you and Scott for the generosity, which we discussed about praying for them tonight. I emailed you a couple of weeks ago about the challenge my wife was dealing with concerning her job, Mendez Family Prayers request, which was that above what we just read, because that goes back to 10-1. The situation is still not resolved. Her company is looking at cutting staff, including layoffs and significant payroll reductions to include possibly closing the branch. This challenge impacts several people. Obviously, it's never a good time to face challenges like this but the uncertainty has taken a toll on her physically emotionally and most mostly spiritually we are a strong christian family and we must feel the need of, and we and we just feel the need for god's help for all involved we have been praying and reading scripture daily looking for guidance clarity and per- protection over our family finances the financial impact would seriously affect our home 
as we have children in high school and college. Any prayers would be greatly appreciated. These are always difficult ones, especially now because the system of Babylon is falling. And so it puts a little bit of a pinch. But what we do know is that God will provide all for us. As I keep, as I'm reading this, the one thing I keep, there's a couple things that I keep hearing in this, and I think it's important to put this, and we'll put this out there before we get to the prayer. I think the first question is, is how, and this is a question for the Mendez family, how is this work related to the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ in your ministry? And I don't have, that's the answer we don't have, but it's a a question that I think it needs to be answered. And the other issue is kind of tied to that. And if the job is not tied to that, and it isn't facilitated in that, then what is God's purpose in what you're seeking? So I think they're two really important questions. Father, it's come to you tonight with a prayer for the Mendez family. And to pray for them and all that they're going through in this challenging time of a job. So, Father, we're just asking that you'll open up their hearts to the greater understanding of what needs to be done, and meaning for their financial stability in this family. Perhaps it is not this job, perhaps it is, but ultimately, Father, it would seem that all things should relate to and come to the relationship of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father, whatever the purpose is, that whatever this walk is intended to do and reveal, We ask that you will reveal that walk to this family so they can see more clearly where you need them, where you want them, and what their role needs to be. Additionally, Father, we just ask for the continued blessings on this family to provide them with the resources needed and the stability needed to overcome this. This is one of these difficult challenges that when we pray a lot on something and it doesn't move, we tend to assume a failure in our heart. This is a word rather than realizing that the problem is not the prayer. The problem is where you're standing, and you may have to shift positions. Even though you're committed to thinking that God wants you there, this may be a situation where God is moving you somewhere and you haven't yet looked to find out. So I would ask God where he wants you, not assume that he wants you there, if you haven't done that already. And ask God to open up the doors that only he can open to lead you to wherever you need to be. And Father, if this is a situation where a company is on the cusp of receiving big benefits and we want to bless this company, we want to pour that in and bless that their contracts will come through and start shifting and change the tide on this situation and that the fruits can be harvested. So Father, we pray for these blessings upon this company and the company that the Menendez family's mother is working at me lead them, guide them, and bless them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, hmm. are we having? We have volume. Okay. I just looked down and wasn't sure if we were getting volume. I wanted to get into something of the traditions of things that were missing, and it's letter writing. We don't do a lot of it, unfortunately, and we should do a lot more of it. And we don't, and we tend to, um, we tend to do is we're using email and texts as a substitute, 
which is a pretty lousy one, to tell you the truth. There's a really important principle of letter writing. And it is literally scribing down things with our own hand in such a way, in such a manner that it gives us time to slow down, consider, and reflect upon what we want to speak and be more precise with our words. The problem we have with emails, texts, all these things that they're, they're moved quickly and we try to push ourselves to move more quickly all the time. And we do that through the process of faster strokes or keys, using audio messages, using voice to text messages. All of these things are decided to quickly grab a thought, put it down and send it. And the problem we get into that, especially when we consider ourselves in terms of biblical and way that we are is as children of the most high, we have been given the authorities in this world to steward. And those include words and they are the power of life and death. So carelessness in our world has become standard, even though we like to believe we're good writers when we do texts and emails. But carelessness has become a standard. And as it becomes a standard, we tend to create all sorts of chaos in this world, from spellcasting to literally speaking death over things. And we're not focusing on speaking life. I'm beginning to st the study of the letters of correspondence between Abigail Adams and John Adams from, World, from the Revolutionary War. An extraordinary document of love letters. It's basically a, it's just this exchange of letters over the course of time, which is extraordinary. And in the process, and there's more to it than just that, there's many letters of correspondence from that period, we start to dig into the greater the greater part of understanding how deep and how passionate we can write. And, and with that, we, get, we start to appreciate once again the power of words. I have written by hand a large part of my life. In fact, I, was, I have a good hand, meaning a good script that I write with. I used to write... In my 20s, I was writing small uh, short stories, and all of them were handwritten. And I would go through just reams of paper and actually use a fountain pen and go through the process of writing in a traditional way. There is something very, very important about that in our development and in our maturity as people on this earth. And when we consider it biblically, it's very accurate, accurate because what we have in text was written down and written by hand. There were no machines doing it. So precision and time and being thinking things through are in a critical part of that communication. And unfortunately, where we arrive now is where we speed things through. And I'll give you an example, and I've been using it a lot lately as a feature, but it gets to be ridiculous. And when I think about it every time I do this, Signal app is where I do a majority of my communication. It's a, it's a secure communication app. It uses, it's a text-based app, but it also has a desktop client and you have the ability to send pictures and videos and audio messages within the app itself. It has its own audio feature. It even has its own short video feature to send video messages of yourself. And it has a new feature, which is called edit. So when you send a text, you can literally go back into a text that you did and, and 
right-click it, and then choose Edit, and you can go back in and change things in your text. So if you've texted somebody and you've made a spelling error, then you can go back and change it. If you want to change the entire content, you can. Now, it does keep a, it keeps a log history so that if someone was going to send you a text and they completely changed it, you can click on it and see the changes that occurred. And, and that part of that is to ensure integrity in what is going on in, in your communication. But here's, here's the deal. What I have noticed in myself is how sloppy I've become in my own typing. In the speed of doing things, there are numerous errors that should not be made, and errors at times are very critical. You miss an an, you miss an a, you miss a the. You misspell words, you omit words. I mean, these. this is not just limited to me. It's, it's basically a reflection of the culture that we're in these days where speed is of the essence and accuracy is not. And so with the edit feature, of course, I love it because I can go back in and go, oh, look, I forgot this. And sometimes I'm like, oh, goodness, I should have just rewritten the whole thing. But my point of this is that we're, we're creating compensation tools for something that when we're taking the time to reflect and write from our heart wouldn't be there. This is all a reflection of the modern culture. And unfortunately, the modern culture is racing at, its, at high speed to race us off the cliff and into the oblivion. And it's doing so because we're trying to push for speed all of the time. Everything is about speed, speed, speed. And speed does not solve the problems of communication or intention. When we take a time to write a letter, and I would encourage every single person to take time at least once a week to write a letter. You can get short notes and write short notes, or you can get, get like these half-size sheets of paper, which I think are six by eight and a half instead of eight and a half by 11. And you can write your short letters on them or write long letters and stack up a bunch of pages. But I would really encourage you to go through this process of letter writing again, to re-spark that and rekindle that fire. Because as we do, we become openly and very obviously aware of the power of words because each one is being written. It's the tactile experience which we go through, which not only reinforces learning, it actually opens us up to a greater knowledge and awareness. And as we're doing that tied to scripture, then we get into an even greater piece. Now, a lot of people journal, and that's good. But the reason I bring up letter writing is letter writing is very personal. And you're speaking to somebody, and you're speaking into somebody's heart, because unlike a an email, which can get somebody inflamed, and it has happened way too many times, where somebody writes an email, sends it by accident, and then they're in, then they're regretting the whole time, and that's usually some pretty damaging. When those situations like that can get very damaging, we take a letter, and we take the time to write in our hand, and we take the time to be intentional about our words, and we're careful in how we select our words. And we compose something that, when it's received, it's going to be a pause and a moment of time to read it. And as we do that, we're going to fill and offset these collision courses. We're going to fill our hearts and offset the collision courses we're on, which tend to be invariably be these places where we are moving too fast and too recklessly. Writing is a bridge to God, and it's a place where if we sit and we write, and whether you journal, journal is a good example, but these are letters. And when we're, we're trying to reach into a place where 
we want to reach other people's hearts. And, and to get there. It's truly an amazing place. To take time and reflect. Now I'm going to play a piece here. I haven't played it for a while. This is Nako. And it's Nako and the Medicine for the People. And it's really a beautiful piece. It's about letters to love letters to God. I think he refers to God as a sheet, so don't because he's not a he's not a Christian, okay? He's native. But I want you to hear the song anyway. Because I think it has a lot of impact and importance for what we're gonna what we are talking about tonight. Hang on just a second. Hey, aloha. My name's Nako. This is Max. Hey, Max. Hey, guys. We're Medicine for the People. And we're going to play a song just for you. Now we play a song. <laughs> <laughs> you can, even if your allies draw lines in the sand and dig, always dig a little deeper, sometimes it's hard to be my brother's keeper, love, so you let love in, baby I am home in the wake of your skin and it's crazy, how we wear a ceremony, always be open to your path and your journey, yes, she cradles my lonely nurse, a home at a forest nest, Universal test, feel the weight of my love Put your hand on my chest and rest In the cradle of my arms The battle that we face is a place where our scars come from And to pick up the gun My love, we are destined to teach these ones To be brave and never run away Courage is birthed from the womb on the first light of day The other day you were born You came out perfect, never meant to be torn in silence Never been so loud in the violence Never been so proud of a people When we're fighting for a change Not afraid to lose it all Despite all the rage We are animals And we cannot be caged Provoke us to fight So we burn a little sage And write poetry Wiser than the enemy Will ever be The minority And authority Are you here to protect Or arrest me? I can't tolerate the hate And I'm losing sleep Can't breathe Cause they're choking out A war in me Immorality Yeah letters to God I wonder if she reads them or if they get lost in the stars stars in the stars so many parts to a heavy heart if there's no beginning then where would you start Start 
Start, where would you start? Human souls. So we carve them into story totem poles Cause we're always searching for a certain goal A pattern of physics, a role Don't believe all you're told And open, open up your fist A misconception you can fight like this and praise With the power of prayer of God on our side We can take the stairs to the heavens Flipping through my chapter 7 I live with the snakes and the great deception No cart in this country from men who steal from the mother on paper with pen and we're tripping down a red dirt road and we're asking is this the way we should go kissing soft top feet of my goddess we walk the earth baby yeah we got this focus and it's redirected grateful and i'm resurrected stubborn but i know the way you're the skin on my drum to your rhythm i will sway take my hand i won't lead you astray we will not go gently into the darkest the days grandma's here and she's says persevere, take a walk in her mocks at the trail of tears and our fears are the same as the ever were beers, and I'm the pain of a holocaust skiers, always my but in motion, maybe, baby be a nod in the notion, your arches how they bend and contract on my conscience, never slip through the grip of my thesis, and my theory is a shine in your presence, a deliverance, yeah our letters to God I knew she reads there, I'm a get lost in the stars, stars and the stars. So many parts to a heavy heart. If there's no beginning, then where would you start? Start, start. Where would you It's a lot of reflection on the way we're living, especially when we're trying to get back to places right now to give us a little more stability and mind, mind calm. And so we go back to the letter. There's so many ways to use the letter. And I think it's a profound way of communicating on so many tiers of this. Let's begin with a simple one of writing a letter to God, literally. Love letters to God. It's actually a pretty profound concept. And it's not just journaling, subtly sitting down with the intention of writing something on paper and having it for God. And then, however you're choosing to do it, to mail it to him, 
and that doesn't mean necessarily going through the post, but to express your heart in the depths of it, because there you're going to be speaking into a place with intention. And it's a place to capture those thoughts, but then to seal them and, and to trust in what's in them, to send them to God in, in faith. And that process is so powerful and healing because what it's doing is it's a literally allowing you to step into the darkness of faith. What I call the darkness of faith is a place where you step in and you, you have to put all your eyes on him and you have to rest yourself in him and know it's literally trust and know that he is God. And if you write those love letters, to God, and your mailing of them takes whatever form it is, you're sending something from your heart into the world and it's going to God. In our sense of like where two or more are gathered, I think this is another powerful place for letters. Because with intention, you're exchanging thoughts and ideas on themes with another. You're sharing your heart and you're taking time to write it down. And in that process of using your multi-senses, which is the smell of the paper, the touch of the paper, the feel of the pen, you have the sound of ink coming out of your pen or the tip and the nib on the paper. All of these things are part of the sensual experience and, and sensual experience or sensory experience of the letter writing. And letters then allow us to begin to pull out of us something even greater. If we're going to sit and have a communication with God and I'm writing to him, you can probably be expected some of this is going to lead to some powerful words in the prophetic. As we start to use letters, we can also use letters for the mechanism of healing to send these letters to people with intention. Every one of us has received a letter, I would hope. And you know how special it is when it comes. And it reminds us of how dead and agitating actually email and text are. They just sit there and we write hundreds of them a day and we expect somebody to read them and then what happens to them? Either they're preserved or they're cast aside and thrown away. So you can compose the greatest things in email and you send it to somebody and it may end up in, just in the trash bin. With a letter, it tends not to be that way because when you receive a letter, especially if it's a nicely done, say like Crane Stationery, Crane's American-made paper, the same company that makes the American dollar bill. And you take Crane Stationery as an example, and you write a letter into there. Use your hand, your penmanship in your hand. Take time with it. Don't rush it. You're going to find that you're not going to go as fast anyway. But take time and be intentional about every word. Fold up your letter. Address your envelope. Be intentional about your keys, about your pen strokes. Think about who you're writing. Put them in your thoughts as you go. The whole thing is a process of communing in a space and time with another person or with God. And when you're through and you've got it addressed, then seal the envelope with your letter inside and take time and select, find a company that has them, and select a wax seal, an emblem of some fashion you're going to seal the back of this with. Then melt your wax. Make sure you get wax for this. And then take time to press that in. 
and let that seal, which will have a design in it of some fashion, could have an insect on it, becomes yet another extension of your expression and intention in a letter. All of this leads to the power of life and death. It takes time for us, and when we do this and we're writing with the intention of life in letters, we're delivering something that people can hold, they can smell. They can put it up through their ear and they can wave it back and forth and they can actually hear the sound of the paper, the envelope, working together to give you something as a, a response and an association. And so when writing things in permanent form like the letter, we tend not to be erratic and flash out and try to dump you know, bombs of bad language and ranting as if it's going to solve anything. We are living in a place then where we are experiencing one another through the penmanship and the ink on the paper of the letter. And then there's the receiving part, like I was saying. When you receive that letter, and I know that everybody knows that feeling, especially when it's a personal note from somebody you really care about. And as they receive that, <clears throat> it changes them. It changes our heart, changes their heart. It's not, it's hopefully these letters that you're writing won't be sent in malice. And I think people that do that with letter writing have, unfortunately, it's writing letters with malice or with hate is literally a spell cast in itself. But when you take are taking time to write a letter and speaking from the heart, and you're sending it to another that will receive it. Everything that you pour into that letter, they will receive. And they'll feel it because there's a living sense of paper. There's a living sense of ink. There's a living sense of everything that goes into that letter. And if we would do this, and I encourage you all to, and make it a once a week thing and then make it a regular thing with everybody in your circles, Sooner or later, you're going to find and a lot of things are going to change structurally because as the intention of a nation grows, sending letters and telling these stories, taking time to write it down, it slows us all down and it forces us all to reflect. It forces us all to step into another world, to see that world through somebody else's eyes. Yes, you can do that on email. Yes, you can do that on, on, on apps to send texts, but it's not the same because as you're writing that letter, as I said before, you're hearing all these things. You're hearing that sound of the, of the tip of the pen working on the paper. And you're having to think about what that next piece is going to be. What's the great thing about typing? You can type if you're a decent typist. You don't have to pay any attention to what you're typing. And you literally can multitask pretty easily. When you're in the word with the letter and you're writing, the words themselves take on life and you have to be intentional about everything you do. And that bigger lesson is if we can write letters like that, then we can read the Bible and experience the Bible like that and we become passionate, passionate men and women of God. And those moments of being passionate men and women of God bring us closer to Him. And that's what we're trying to do. When you're mad at somebody and you're going to write them a letter, hopefully you have the wherewithal to sit back and say, Give it 48 hours. Write it. Write that letter. Get it out. But 
Don't do anything with it for 24 to 48 hours. Wrote a letter tonight, same thing. It's sitting on my desk. It'll mail tomorrow. And that's part of this marinating in it. Because that letter is not going to change. I'm not going to race out and do it tonight to mail it. Tomorrow I'll mail it. And it's just has had that moment, the whole experience to marinate in with you. And that's how we get closer to God. If we're writing him letters and we're including scripture and you're writing those personal letters to God to express your deepest parts of your heart and you're putting it down on paper, you're going through a process of healing. And what you're doing there is helping unload your heart and you're sending it to God and then God's going to receive it. And through that reception of it, he's going to guide you into other things, greater things that you never knew were there. A lot of people ask me, Someone said, you need a box for letters unsent. Depends on how you send it. That's up to you to decide how to send it to God. Whatever you want to do. It's one of these things that if you do, is you're not going to open it. You can put it in a box and bury it. Someone just wrote this. I write a letter to my mom in heaven. I write them and then burn them and send them into heaven. It's beautiful. This is a very powerful process of us getting closer to him through the intention, writing a letter to Jesus. How many of us, how many people have ever written a letter to Jesus to talk to him about what it was like and what we see and what we are appreciative of what he did on the cross? And that intention that we bring with us again and again, I say this, the intention you bring with the word because words give the power of life and death. That intention that we're bringing with the word. It leads us to new understandings of what we're capable of. And through that greater healings, greater processes, greater deliverance, greater understanding of him. And it's a greater understanding of us and it gets a greater understanding of thy neighbor and how to love them better. So take some time, write a letter to your neighbor, write a letter to your grocer, write a letter to one of the gas station attendants that simply sits there all, the, all day long filling gas or helping people gas and they're literally ignored, they're like they don't exist. Use the letter as a tool to bring life into people's lives, speak life into them, let them feel it, let them raise up. Let them receive that, that blessing of, of a word that would speak life into them and then hand them a letter and say, this is for you, read it later. And then expound on things that are near and dear to your heart so that you can express them and we're lifting people up through life. And this is so important, the fundamental of this, because life is the critical part that we're not getting. We are a society that speaks death. We are a society that listens to death. And we are a society that has a very small group of people now. Increasingly, it's small. They really seek to speak life. So be one of those and use the letter as a power for that. It's a rather profound perspective. One that the Lord put on my heart earlier. And it's important to try it if you haven't.
pages. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this time to come together and just to inspire the hearts of people to use letters and pens to write things, to document things, to express their heart, not just to use emails and speed of communication that in the end leaves out the, the holiness of what words should be. Let us revive the power of life and death in words, Father. Let all of that come together and elevate that up in our lives so that we understand that when we speak with intention, we can change things, transform things. We can bless people with life. We can equally destroy things because words carry those two weights. So, Father, guide us in this hour. Protect us. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So, letter writing. It's worth looking into. It's worth doing. It's worth the exercise of composing your thoughts. It's the exercise of communicating with him. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning for Fishers of, or for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel some. I just want to breathe.